0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hello, my name is Alistair George Williams, and you're listening to the Two in the Think Tank podcast. But before we get into that, I want to run through a couple of things that we need to promote, like our comedy festival show, Teleport, which is a uh, comedy, uh, sci-fi, fake engineering presentation Mm. uh, where two engineers... Uh, have have supposedly developed a teleportation machine and you, the investor, could invest. Well, why not invest now, you, in some tickets? It starts in April and you could be in the front, second, third, fourth, (laughs) fifth row seats. You actually get to choose on the day, so it's not up to you unless you show up late, so get there early. You get to choose on the
2: day so it's not up to you. That's quite remarkable, isn't it? You 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 no. choose. You both choose, and you have no. Didn't choice. not I say
1: it was? It, didn't I say it was up to you?
2: No, you said it's not up to you. Well,
1: it's not up to you right now. No, but you got to do it then. Ah, but anyway, so. you can do that. Listen to our, our our other podcast, the Pop Test, which is from through some le- legitimate legitimate institution, mm. and uh, you can also find our the the Discord that some two in the think tank fans have set up. In uh, in the links in the in the the notes show notes uh, we've we've and been beam.
2: having fun in there so there's been a little bit of riffing going on so uh, yeah it's it's worth dipping in dipping into the riff
1: yeah it's it's the it's the house of riff mm.
2: don't swim against the riff baby don't swim against the riff don't swim against the riff baby don't swim against the riff
1: here ah. uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Alistair I apologise Hel- for that hello
1: and welcome <laughs> hello and welcome to Tune the Think Tank the TV show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Yeah,
2: it's a TV show now. It's a TV show. It's I'm Alistair. A purely TV show, audio based TV show, but it's still going out, still occupying a full regular TV channel.
1: You know. Well, you can you can get radio on the TV now.
2: You can. I've seen that. I've seen. That. I've seen
1: it. I see it. I see it when I change a channel. It goes. It says. Do you want to listen to A B C jazz? It's just one of the ch- things in the thing. Yeah. It just picks them up. Our, picks them up as TV channels.
2: Our TV. Our TV. It's just like now when you're flicking through the channels, it's just a whole lot of more pain in the ass flicking through all these bloody oh, radio stations pay. in there. It's, yeah,
1: I don't want them there, but that's the kind of thing that people could where where people could encounter our our podcast. Nobody at the moment, as far as I know, is trying to is sort of uh casting their mm. podcast onto onto the (laughs) airway
2: yeah i I mean but it's but it's not radio what you're describing isn't radio
1: well it's it's radio on tv Mm. but it's it's a podcast yeah that plays all the time we could have a 24-hour channel that just plays tune the think tank Mm. uh all day long And it, we, we, there would be at least a, Probably a week of content Maybe I don't know Maybe two weeks
2: I think that I think that'd be a chunk uh, a, a hell yeah. a hell of a chunk That's yeah. exciting
1: Well look Yeah Anyway Just something to think about mm. um,
2: Alastair, You've been eating Any good breakfasts recently?
1: Man Every day right now Because I'm I'm in The Queensland oh, In Australia Queensland I'm eating I'm eating catered food for this um, for this ad um, for the ad it's not no no I'm not eating it on camera but I am basically eating sort of fancy toasted sandwiches with mushroom and nice cheeses mm. in there or um, you know or uh, other things maybe maybe a breakfast burrito yeah or like a sort of a egg and bacon roll that kind of thing why why do you ask Andy? yeah so
2: you're sh- so you're showing up to set and you're getting a you you it, it's it's there sort of you know being provided or are they sending someone out to go get stuff. Like is there a catering just, truck? Is there like a craft t- no, services
1: no. table? No, they just send somebody else. They ask somebody to go to the cafe. They say, "Hey, get a bunch of stuff for people." Mm. Assume that there's some vegetarians, some whatever. Yep. But, you know, before before I go to set, I always go down to the beach and go for a little swim.
2: What? Is this true?
1: This is true. This
2: is what this is what you do. You go. You you got a little morning routine going already. You've been away got for little, two days. Little, you already got a morning routine.
1: <laughs> I got a little morning routine. I go out. and get up at about six thirty Queensland time, which is which is seven thirty New South Wales. You're away. Time.
2: You're away from your children, and you're getting up early to go for a swim.
1: I, I get up every day. Go to go for a nice little dip in the ocean. It's I, very warm at the moment.
2: I don't believe you. I don't. Andy, i don't fucking believe you
1: <laughs> i want you to know that my life is my life is very different up here i live a quite a healthy lifestyle i'm eating I'm yeah eating those mushroom toasted, those toasted sandwiches.
2: sandwiches for breakfast sound like a real cleanse
1: and i'm uh, and, and i'm filming a beer ad and, and drinking real beer in the ads mm. <laughs> not sort of fake thing and then i'm feeling very lethargic <laughs> for a big part of the day
2: incredible Hey, Alistair. that's not
1: that's not that's not nothing to do with the quality of the beer I want you to know that's a very quality product
2: <laughs> so you're drinking you're and drinking I, real beer
1: yeah that's what I'm saying yeah
2: wow because you you stopped drinking this year didn't you
1: yeah yeah but it's like but I'm not gonna stop drinking if I'm gonna get paid money to drink it because <laughs> if I go I'm sorry I don't drink beer then they're not gonna give me money so then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Not drink beer if it costs me thousands of dollars in potential income.
2: That's 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 an interesting, um, yeah, it's an interesting hypothetical. It's an interesting moral universe you've found yourself in.
1: Well, you know, a lot of people stop drinking to so that they, you know, don't ruin their life. Mm. But I got to start drinking to (laughs) not ruin my life.
2: Yeah, I mean, in your case, drink responsibly means means. You, you have to drink. It would be irresponsible not to drink.
1: Exactly, mm. exactly. And so does this take us anywhere near well, a I had Well, I had
2: an maybe? idea while you were um, talking about food and uh, we are talking about your healthy lifestyle, which is that um, diets very often focus on what you eat, but they don't spend a lot of time focusing on the delivery mechanism of the food. And I was it's wondering you know, if maybe we could invent a new piece of cutlery. And, and yeah. instead of the diet being, you know, um, calorie regulation or, um, you know, uh, intermittent fasting or whatever, it's like you can eat, yeah. you can eat anything you want, right? As but, long
1: as it's made with this, with this food <laughs> hole punch.
2: Well, my one was going to be as long as you can catch it in your mouth when it's fired from this tiny catapult. You know, and it's fired what from a tiny ca- It's fired into your mouth from a tiny catapult. So, you know, okay. you've got to be at you. It's basically you can eat anything you want, but from like 15 meters away. So, okay, everything's being launched. There's like a that already the exercise is built in because you, I guess, it has random, it, it shoots at, I guess, random distances. So, you got to run back and forth to try and catch it in your mouth.
1: And I guess how 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 wide is the, the the range of distances? How wide is the spread? It's
2: not it's not huge, but it's firing small okay. mouth like morsels, little portions. Okay, so it's the you
1: spread know, of the spread,
2: exactly. And you and mm. you're gonna have so you're doing a lot of direction change stuff, getting to and from, and you know you're gonna be doing a lot of um, uh, cardio exercise. Let's be honest, you're probably gonna vomit most of this up anyway. So it's kind sure. of like an exercise-based bulimia machine. Um, yeah, with... and,
1: and I, but but I mean also there's almost nothing that you can catch yeah. from a meal that's yeah that's flying through the air and and the, yeah the, and I guess you you get to sell a lot of catapults.
2: You do, you do. That's what we that is what we sell. That's our that's our business. And w- mm. maybe maybe to make this work, you know, because you don't want people getting hungry and then picking the food up off the ground and eating it that way it only we only do it at the beach or something so that all the food falls into the sand and gets all disgusting <laughs> if you you know if you don't catch it in your mouth so yeah, maybe but I, that uh, would
1: also be helpful that would also be helpful for if there's a really public beach mm, where they have a problem with seagulls yeah then you could do this also as a way of attracting the seagulls away from the place where all the people go
2: yeah yeah i mean it, it, I imagine there's going to be an explosion in the seagull population, but...
1: Yeah. And also, I I suppose it probably makes it harder to catch food if, as it's flying (laughs) towards you, seagulls are swooping. Well... But then maybe that also helps with the effectiveness of of the the, diet. Of the diet.
2: Exactly, yeah. But it's not a diet. It's a
1: lifestyle... It's a lifestyle change.
2: It is. It is, and that's and that's what real dieting is. You know, it's got to mm. be a total lifestyle change. So here you are. You're at the beach. You're exercising. You're, you know, um, coming to understand the ways of seagulls. All of these are sort of new
1: learnings to build a new you.
2: That's, um.
1: Yeah, but I mean, but as you get better, you're going to just keep eating more and more as you understand the catapult. Better, and you can sort of get an idea for its range and mm. where things will fly. So
2: maybe it has patents.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, it's a it's a sort of an analog device that at some point you're going to get a good read on. I think you're going to be able to judge how far things. I guess you don't know exactly the heaviness of the food.
2: Uh, yeah, um, and its aerodynamic properties; those are always going to be changing. Depending so, on what I, it is. I think
1: the only yeah the only problem with it is to me mm. is that it there's a lot of food wastage and it, it, i guess the whole point of it is let's you know at one point it'll probably people will realize it'll be cheaper to just not have a catapult and just instead of buying sort of the amount of food they get they could just buy 95 percent less oh, uh, oh. instead of throwing it on the ground <laughs> and just sort of eat eat a handful of food.
2: So you're saying that people might just eat, eat less food instead as a diet. Well... You think that would be... Do if, you think that's going to catch on, do you?
1: No, but I'm just... <laughs> I, know, I know, like, I mean, the ceremony of sort of having some food catapulted at you is great. And there's a lot of ceremony
2: um, based around this as well. There's a lot... It's like a Japanese tea ceremony. There's a whole cultural thing that goes with it. You know, you've got to wear a little special robe. You've got to hit a little gong. It's it's, it's it's very elaborate.
1: Is it sort of themed like it's from Asia?
2: Yeah, (laughs) it is. It is.
1: (laughs) Or or is that just based on whatever meal you're having on the day?
2: Uh, No, every meal is done in a tradition, like served with a traditional Japanese um, tea ceremony. But and what about the the catapult? The, The catapult is also. It's like. Imagine a traditional is Japanese it dressed up to, be, to look ceremony. Japanese, <laughs> but there is a catapult involved.
1: So, like, is the, the catapult wearing a kimono?
2: It, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, it, and <laughs> it's it, and I, and and, and I imagine the sort of makeup. the
1: yeah right and I, uh, on the sort of the head of the catapult on the sort of the the, the, yep. the spoon I guess of it the um, the spoon the cup hmm. the cup or the spoon, um, and I guess. Some of that cultural unawareness, you know, like of the method of eating food, will probably make you sweat a bit more as well.
2: Yeah, I think you know, knowing
1: you're involved in something that's a bit yeah, <laughs>
2: you're gonna be you're gonna be attracting a lot of attention. Basically, already doing this at the beach mm. and and
1: I don't think there's any chance that that won't increase your metabolism. Exactly, I like that's.
2: I don't think yeah. anybody's investigating enough because we all know that when you get embarrassed you get that hot flush you get that sweat and you're getting a sweat you're working up a sweat already just from embarrassment and that could be a whole new way to kickstart your metabolism have we looked into the health benefits of being, of, of, of being ashamed and of knowing that you're being scrutinised for um, mm. you know, defiling um, Japanese culture
1: but I do love the idea that they are saying um you're buying a catapult, but you're not you're not really buying a catapult. You're you're buying you know, a better way of living. Mm. Mm.
2: I don't think we say better, but we are just we'll just we'll just specify it's a different yeah. way of living. It's a different lifestyle.
1: So so yeah, we're not trying to say that there's gonna be any improvement in your life.
2: <laughs> no it, uh well, you'll lose weight, it might, but we, it, we don't want to make that well, judgment call. You know, we think that um, that actually that kind of thing, suggesting that losing weight is going to yeah. make you happier, we think that that's a that's that's a problem. Yeah, you know, that's.
1: Do you think that there's a risk that people will start eating the seagulls?
2: That's that's built into the the program. That's that's. But I suppose a lot of
1: a lot of poultry is quite. Thin, like you know, like it's sort of quite um, lean. lean meat.
2: Yeah, I imagine it, uh, seagulls would be incredibly lean meat. Mm. They don't seem like they relax a lot. No,
1: no. You do know. you think to, to to quiver? Do you think that's that kind of kind of makes burns fat?
2: Quivering, yeah. Quivering is a is is a great way to um, yeah, to to burn fat. Quivering, um, but do they quiver? Do seagulls quiver?
1: Well, I just thought if they're not relaxing, they must be quivering.
2: Those are the two states. That's the duality well, of gull. Look at those legs. Those legs on the seagull. There's no fat on there, is there? No. My God. That's I mean, just... it looks
1: like you could use that leg to sort of pick some of the meat up from between your teeth. It is. Or that little, the little nail at the end of the foot, you know, at the end of the toe.
2: Maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, it feels like you could use the leg as a fork to um, pick up morsels of the rest of the gull, I wonder That's if what's, in a
1: way it's in, incredible about it is that the the gulls will probably catch more food than you will, but you can open up the gull with their foot, yeah, and then eat the food that they got out of their gut.
2: Exactly, um, and that is actually how we cut down on the on the wastage. Um, but the this the seagull is possibly like a sort of a a full like a full meal in a way, and that it, it, it comes with its own cutlery, those those two little legs, and I imagine the beak could be used, probably as like a little sort of pincers to um, you know to 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 pick it pick at little scraps as well.
1: Um, and they usually you know they're they're meat, but then they're they eat so many potato chips, mm. hot fries or whatever that they they kind of do have a good carb element.
2: Even if it's just um, the, the, the backlog in their, in their gullet. Um, Al, I'm recording this near my um, small children, and one of them's just started crying in the bedroom.
1: Um, do you want to pause for a moment?
2: Uh, well, I think you need to keep talking, though, because otherwise this is all going to go into a, a catastrophe. Is that all right?
1: All right. Can then. I leave you, you with got, that responsibility? Right. You can do that. Great. You can absolutely do that. Hello, dear listener. It is I, Alistair trombley Um I'll continue attempting to come up with sketch ideas. Um, I suppose we're talking about the... Still talking about the... Ah, uh, yes. One of Andy's kids is appearing on the pod now. Um, we're talking about how the seagull can could itself be a full meal. Um, Andy was discussing, I guess, how they contain the utensils... Within them, I suppose if you open up a gull in a way, the feathers themselves could be the plate. I know it seems weird to have a soft plate, but I mean, you know, isn't that what uh, Mexico was attempting with <laughs> the soft shell taco? Um, oh, this then, uh, uh, this
2: cry! I'm sorry, I'm back, but this this crying's not stopping. I think my one of my children had for the first ever time fallen out of his bed. But, oh, no, he's really? up. Okay, I'm going to have to. We are going to have to pause, Al, and try and make this yep. piece back together. Okay, all right. So, yeah, um, the, the so, seagull, it's the complete meal. It could be a superfood, but it's not just a superfood, it's a super sort of um, package, super ensemble.
1: I guess, you know, if you keep the head intact. Yes. So let's say you open it up, you poke the head up so that it's back, looking back and facing towards you, but also facing the food that is in its opened body. Yeah. The feathers. Nice. Towards the ground, right? And the. Because what is one of the most important parts of a meal? It's the company.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. It's,
2: you know, in some cultures, it's very. It's, it's considered really strange to eat alone. And this would be a great workaround. You know, it's mm-hmm. then it it really is everything, isn't it? The the seagull. It's yeah. It's it's a fork, it's a food, it's a plate, it's a friend. It's someone you can you can sit down with and then sort of hollow them out with their own foot. And, um, yeah, have a, have a, just pick, a lean pick through, meal.
1: Pick through the inside. Mm. And there probably is in there within their gut also some, um, bits of plastic that would be like other types of cutlery or, <laughs> there
2: probably is just, just loose cutlery in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think, um, and some heavy metals, you know, some mercury or, or whatever that will, um, you know, hopefully, um, Damage your brain state to such an extent that you you think that this is all okay, and um, you want to keep doing it. Oh, yeah. So it's a it's a real um yeah do any, winner. Uh,
1: do any other birds like why are chickens? Why do chickens have so many eggs that are unfertilized? It's real that kind weird. Of just come out all the time. It's
2: real weird. I think about it, it a
1: lot. Yeah. yeah, and like, do other birds do that? And is it just that you gotta, like, you gotta do something with them to make them do that? Like, do, did farmers have to do something to make them lay that many eggs? They,
2: they must have been, like, we have chickens, right? And they just, they're just doing it. They're yeah. just laying eggs all the damn time, regardless of whether mm. or not they're fertilized. And it must be something that, like, yeah, why, why would a chicken. It's such a huge usage of energy and um, material matter. And and materials. And why... Maybe they have to have like an egg. Is it that they have like an egg queued up sort of in there just without the shell on, waiting to get fertilized? And then it can... um, it, and then it and then they chuck the shell on and then they let it cook or they chuck it out and they let it cook yeah. in the in the I reckon nest
1: reckon it's a bit soft shell it's a bit, it's soft, bit soft shell
2: it's a soft shell so the, the 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 chicken sperm can get through and then maybe they can't only sit there for so long so they have got to keep pushing them out hmm. cuz they'll go bad or whatever but it's it's a uh, crazy they system a while. It's, it's so it's every day they're doing a new egg every fucking day and like
1: and yeah, and how, how soft is the shell when the chicken when the rooster's putting some of his liquid on it, and it's for getting fertilized? It
2: ma- they do have like, like an inner f- membrane, right? Like under the shell, there is an inner membrane that's kind of yeah. like um in the chicken in the in the, well surrounding the egg, but under the shell. Okay. Yeah. There's a there's an inner membrane that's kind of like it feels a bit like Glad wrappy kind of. I mean, you've eaten eggs.
1: Yeah, you know but, about this, but they don't. They don't just. Yeah, they don't. I mean, yeah, I've 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 said peeled a few eggs. and Maybe that's and, but maybe like, they that's don't...
2: sperm permeable, and there's only one way we're going to find this out Alistair.
1: I know, but Andy, <laughs> but you're you're saying that like they just add the hard shell later.
2: Yeah, that is what I'm saying. That's that's how that I is know, what but I'm... that's so
1: silly. <laughs> what do you mean? Like there's a like there's there's a room where the you know it's just like and then I go put on your armor. <laughs> you know, like they get. It's that's silly. It would the, the the hard shell would just be soft for some reason <laughs> up until a point, just softer.
2: But it still has to be added at some point, right? Like yours are, no, no, in no, your the, version, the, the, it's still being added.
1: The, no, no, no. It's the same outer shell that hardens.
2: Right, but how did it get on there, Alastair? How did it get on there?
1: Like, well, I don't care whether it's, it's the same it's a or part it of it. But, it was it was, it's always there. It's, it's always not, there. It's
2: not always there. Yeah. Because the egg isn't always there. Chickens aren't just full of a certain number of eggs. They lay them all and then they die. It the eggs I, are built I think that, inside their
1: I think that there's a chance that, that uh, a a chicken is born with all of its eggs.
2: If it if it is, if that is the case, Right then it's yeah. not a full egg right a chick this
1: I know I know it's a small, <laughs> tiny little thing that grows and has an exterior like outer wall that itself changes over time, but you could never say that the outer wall is added it just it just undergoes a change right
2: i think I think stuff gets laid down on it. I think that outer shell is like. <laughs> Uh, you, I,
1: like like it, like how, like it goes through the paint. How shit.
2: dare like, you laugh at this idea? Andy,
1: Andy, and yeah, I'm not. How, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm picturing like a factory. The floor. Arrogance. The, <laughs> I picture like a factory floor, and there's just some guys with some big spray things. They go, psh, psh. yeah, all right, that's good to go. Add the add the egg texture. Get the egg, good egg color. What color are we doing? Um, yeah, no. Uh, are we doing brown or that kind Alistair.
2: of whitish? So, so you are. Uh, let's go with eggshell. You are ruling out classic eggshell. Classic for a reason. Are you you are ruling out the possibility that the calcium or whatever it is, calcium carbonate, fucking shell, is yeah. added is like sort of a accr- you know accreted on in some way is attracted to the no, membrane I mean- and. And grows on and the it, outside of the egg. That's what you're telling me. What's
1: what's, what's, happen, what's happening is that you heard me laugh and you thought I was laughing at what you said, but I really was laughing at what I saw in my mind, mm. which was an interpretation of what you said, <laughs> right? So, you know, I understand. I can handle but, a lot of uh, things
2: on this comedy podcast, but you laughing at my ideas is not one of them, Alistair. <laughs> Yeah. That's that's it's so not why I, I came here.
1: I think you know. I think also when 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 I hear you say that it's added on, or there's some, you know, I I picture a different part of the chicken's egg pipe, right? And I assume that's what mm. it is. They go through their their chicken cervix, mm. come out of their chicken cervix, and down their chicken vagina, <laughs> um, <laughs> out their cloacal, the cloaca, cunt, yes. <laughs> My apologies <laughs> um and uh and that i picture you, you you know they go through one bit maybe that's like oh that's the sandpaper bit and that <laughs> it makes the edge nice and rough mm. and so then it goes through the next bit and then that's the powder bit yeah and then and they then go they into the oven dips. where they got to be baked yeah it's kind of got to be tempered or whatever mm. it's and then that that allows it so then they've got the hot you know they got the hot Alistair. Uh, inner vagina bit. You're yeah. you're doing... and then there's that maybe maybe a UV light or <laughs> you know, it goes to just a bit that's kind of just everything looks purple when you go through that area and you and your white shirts kinda glow and your mustard stains and stuff mm. like that. You know, and then that that sort of allows it to go through its process and then that's when it starts to harden. Mm. And then it really starts to look like the eggs that you and I are familiar
2: Alistair. with. Alistair. Yeah. Like you're doing this you know, as a mockery, but I I yeah. think that it's going yeah. to... The truth is going to be something like what you are describing. There are going to be different yeah. bits <laughs> of the... There are going to be different sections of the cloacal cut yeah. passage that the egg yeah. passes through where different things happen to it. And I think...
1: I uh, see. So you, know, you know what? I think that you're incorrect. My... <laughs> My theory I'm getting that. And, and welcome I'm getting to that. how do welcome to how do whales work uh chicken ed, chicken ed, chicken edition. <laughs> um, but I think that much like in the same way that the bodies of things grow uh in all animals, is that it, it's determined by the DNA mm. and and I So I, we're going I we're going back to
2: basics here.
1: Yeah, well, I would say that it's essentially, it's on a timer. <laughs> and they, all the eggs take a certain amount of time to come up. And, this, and essentially by the process, you know, by the time it, it hits the point where it's uh, egg laying time, mm. uh, the the egg is usually achieved a certain amount of maturity, which means that the, the egg has gone from its soft shell where I guess sort of uh, rooster semen can get in, stuff like that. And then it's gone through the process in which uh, uh, the calcium that's maybe stored somewhere inside of it is pushed outwards by proteins or something like that. And then it begins some calcifying process uh, that, you know, uh, starts to harden. And then, you know, like, I mean, obviously I'm having to make it up. But the important thing (laughs) is that this doesn't sound like anything that you said. (laughs) You get the gist, you know, just not what you said.
2: i don't I don't know the truth, you know. but I know that what you're describing is stupid you you are wrong well so you know. i've I feel like anything I say as long as it's not what you said is gotta be but, I mean, like to but the let truth. let
1: but but let's apply what you're saying to say humans, and you go now I know humans get taller, so there must be something in the corridors that they live in <laughs> that makes them the, long. I don't know if it's magnets I don't know call, if it's magnets
2: <laughs> I <this>.
1: assume.
2: The, <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh
1: I'm not 100% God. sure.
2: Yeah, this straw man <laughs> argument that you are throwing at me is yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah, you go, because, oh, I
1: assume because, maybe the dirt because you're, creates...
2: Because, because my theory,
1: theory for
2: how chicken eggs get their shells to you, yeah. because... Because that, to you that doesn't that theory can't be applied directly to how how hu- explain how human beings get taller. <laughs> it validates my theory. <laughs> wow. Look, I I I would love one day I would love to just do some deep research into chicken eggs because you know they're a single cell, right? Like you know that an egg is is a single cell. Of that yeah yeah as, you know, as far as I know thing. yeah, and how does that fucking work? It's a cell, yeah, I don't know it, f-
1: it feels wrong it feels it feels really
2: wrong, it? wrong, you shouldn't be able to yeah. like you know chow down on a on a single cell, slice it up, and stuff it's like an yeah. atom, it's indivisible,
1: yeah, I'm gonna say it's. <sighs> More cells just for the fuck of it,
2: yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, well, yeah, if I said it's a single cell, then you must, you must. I've really <laughs> painted you into a corner, you've got to adopt the position that it's more than one cell. Um, <laughs> oh, um, I'm so I'm, I don't know, g- is there a sketch I'm really, idea in this? Area? really interested to know. What the truth is, and how you're going to apologize to me when it turns out that I'm right? Oh, Andy, There's really no way that you're intrigue, right That's what's funny about really it. Really How confidently
1: you're setting yourself up <laughs> no, to fail?
0: No,
2: no, 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 no. You are the one who is confidently dismissing my quite reasonable assertion.
1: Yeah. Oh, why do how do trees get bark? I assume <laughs> the wind. Maybe the <laughs> wind must you? bring some kind of. It must carry little hard wood particles on it, and then the I guess the seed probably just as is gluey as sticky or mm. something like that.
2: Mm. Um, I mean, that's uh, that's an interesting theory for how trees are made, and I like the idea of a, a universe in which mm. um, things grow by getting small particles of exactly what they are. And, and building themselves bigger, you know so uh, it's 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 complicated, but imagine um, okay, maybe it's like this. Have you ever seen one of those little um, moth grubs, moth larvae that like gets little bits of twigs and sticks them together with um, with web with silk, and builds itself like a little sort of little sort of um, tube, thing out of twigs and it 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 lives in slug no it's a it's a grub it's like a caterpillar kind of thing
1: I've never seen a caterpillar make a little it's a little survival I think it's called
2: like a case moth or something like that and it makes it makes itself a little tube hut out of twigs but what if that was how trees are made that like there's some sort of little core little tree creature deep inside Mm. there that just builds the whole tree You know, out of out of bits, of 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 wood. Now you'd you'd have to you got to ask well, where do the bits of wood come from in the first place? But maybe it's a wood planet. You know, they say that there could be a whole diamond planet out there somewhere. There could be a whole gold planet. Why not a nice wood, nice wood planet? Nice nice oak. I mean (laughs) planet.
1: A nice oak. You like oak, Mm. Jimmy? you know, the, I mean, there's a chance. I mean, there's a chance. But, but I mean, then again, it makes me think, well, that's kind of probably what's happening to a certain extent with sort of proteins and little cells that kind of catch things through the leaves and mm. through the, uh, the root system and then carry them up and put them in the right place where you yeah. use it to build more wood. Yeah, but I'm, wood. I'm,
2: not in, I'm not interested in it on that level. I'm interested on the level of getting little it's- bits. I'm interested in some kind of little grub a little case moth type creature that could crawl into the bin at a uh, a, a a body modification factory at a plastic surgeon's yeah. and start grabbing little bits of skin and you know little yeah. extra toes that people have had cut off and start building itself a little a little shell mm. body out of flesh and it weaves it all together it's sort of like a frankenstein bug that builds yeah. its body. Maybe it, you know, maybe there's, there are those mites that live on discarded skin cells. Maybe they sort of gather them together a bit like a, a bit like a dung beetle rolling up a ball. But they gather together the skin cells. They gather them together with a little bit of spit, and then they reassemble mm. a you know a functioning um, human body. But it's just a little grub in there.
1: Yeah, but well, how do you picture this in terms of a sketch? Let's say.
2: I don't know, Alistair. You know, um, no, I mean, no, it's
1: fine. I mean, I'm, I'm into it. I mean, I like, you know, I like grubs that do things. Yeah, great. Um, but, like, let's say, so, so let's say they are making a body. Like, are they making a human looking body or are they, I think, or are they just making a new type of body, whichever way the bits of skin and toes and stuff like that arrange themselves around them? So they kind of just look like a, you know, a, just a mound of kind of gross flesh that's piled together with a toe sticking Mm. out of it
2: yeah well i wonder uh, just just to pivot the idea slightly and maybe this is where we're going with it but it's a kind of a zombie film right but where it's not something that reanimates corpses if in yeah. full in their full human sort of form and makes them go around attacking mm. people but it's a type a new type of bug evolves or some little alien creature comes down and w- all it does is it like gathers little bits of dead bodies right and it mm. sticks them together into a kind of a little f- a thing that it, it is able to make function right but it they always look a bit different they're a bit weird and maybe it doesn't use like legs as legs it uses hands or you know um noses or whatever but what it might mean is that our you know our dead um they get you know these things burrow down into the ground and like get get bits of your dead loved ones' bodies, and they sort of nibble them off with their little claws and drag them to the surface and spit on them and stick them together and assemble these things. And then we're living in a world where it's us, and then there's these little sort of corpse monsters. But, And so you might see your, um, your dead grandmother's face, but it's like scuttling along on the underside of a sort of a flesh crab that's been built by a little... Gro-
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Mm. And I, I don't think I've seen any zombie movies where the zombies are more or less benign and it's our disgust for them and uh, our discomfort with the fact that our... our you know, dead people's bodies are being used this way that makes us mm. want to kill them.
1: Well, I mean, I think the idea of a zombie movie where the zombies are the crop.
2: Are the crop? You know,
1: they're, uh, yeah, like they're the ones getting hunted and because they've got something good about them or just because it satisfies our our love to kill and so they're actually... What if the zombies were the victims in the thing, you
2: know? Oh, Alistair, this is very, very interesting. This is very, um, you know, modern um, spin on spin on the something. But I, th- I think that's, that's cool, right? Zombies come back to life, um, right? And they are just, they don't want to attack people, but they're just sort of wandering around and maybe they have a little bit of a fear reflex. So they'll try and run mm-hmm. away. And then we just hunt them. Yeah. And because and, they're already dead, you can kill them. And, and they can't get you for that. That's a freebie. They can't get you.
1: Yeah. Um, and maybe just people just turn into... Like if it was like a, instead of a thing that they bite you, it's just a contagious thing. Yeah. It's an airborne thing maybe. Oh, but I mean um, if they're
2: contagious, then there's a reason to then, want to kill them, right? Because yeah, because that's... I'm just trying to figure out... Yeah. But if it's corpses that come back to life. So dead corpses come back to life and they're probably then most of them are elderly people, you know, old, old mm. grannies and grandpas and, and, and what have you. Um, and then we're going around hunting and sort of killing them for sport. Young people. I mean, killing them for sport. It, it feels like just... it's saying lots of things. I don't know what they are, Alistair, yeah. but that's the great thing about I mean, it. it...
1: I mean, if if maybe it is just bugs that reanimate mm. them in some way. Yeah. But then, but then you would have the families of people trying to protect this zombie. Yeah. <laughs> one one zombie because they're connected to it, and then you would have other people who are just like can't wait to kill them. Mm. Yeah. And but then I don't know what people would do if they could catch it. They could you know catch their family one. And what would you do? Would you keep them in the? Would you have a sort of a basement where they could pace around and. Yeah, I guess like a, like a maybe you know,
2: a sort of like a pen at the bottom of the yard like a um like you would keep chickens in but sorry to bring up chickens again Alistair but but you know you'd obviously you'd nice. have to dig the fence into the ground because foxes would want to be coming wanted to come and like chew on them and stuff. But this is this is a thing. This is a this is definitely a film, right? It's non-threatening zombies and then what does that what does that do to society yes people there are people who want to look after their you know they get to spend more time with the the lumbering decomposing corpse of
1: yeah and i suppose you could make them you could protect people from them by just you know not that they really attack people but you know you'd you need to keep people uh you know confident that they're safe from these things so you would maybe if you dressed your family member up who had, you know who's now zombified of some mm. sort uh in sort of mittens and a, a big heavy kind of protective you know sort of helmety type mm. thing with a maybe a mouth you know muzzle type thing mm. you could sort of take them out with you for walks and going to um, yeah it's nice take them to <laughs> you know to the to the baseball game and things like that yeah
2: or or, or even you don't know you might be able to if you dress them up Uh, nice and put a big shawl on them and a big big hood and that sort of thing people might not even notice that they are a zombie and then you'll be able to like smuggle them onto planes like you might have a chimp dressed as a small child in a different type of movie you know and then you can still have them as part of your family
1: yeah you could and you know who knows if they are even i mean their their brain is probably dead oh yeah but but maybe it's just, you know, a combination of insect brains that have connected together using your nervous system mm. that is keeping them moving and stuff like that, making decisions. Um, but I think people wouldn't be able to help themselves from projecting, you know, their, their deceased loved one's personality onto them. Of course. You know, and they would just see it as the next point of part of life, you know. mm how is it any different, you know if you've got beetles and sort of caterpillars uh controlling your
2: exactly yeah you
1: know, l- loved one versus microbes and you know and, and gut bacteria
2: that is re you're saying you, this is because you're suggesting that really it's our gut bacteria that is making our decisions for us because consciousness is an illusion well, I think
1: that well no I think I think that that you know we're we're probably a um I would say that we're probably a hierarchy of stuff that's happening, mm. uh, and so I'm just saying that they they play a part in the decision making.
2: All all that we've done is we've just moved um, grubs up a couple of notches in the hierarchy. Is exactly uh, who's to say
1: they, they, it's just been a promotion? Mm.
2: What that's done to um, you know our concept of of the self? Anyway, that's a you know, that's a that's a full film. Well, that's a series. That's a. F- mm. That's you can you can we can call it um the
1: walking relatives
2: yeah, uh the uh, no, I have absolutely nothing
1: we could do it the a film walking about the
2: walking dad, and it's your dad
1: the walking Dad yeah that's good, <laughs> that's and you're taking him out <laughs> for a walk in his mittens oh perfect, muzzle
2: yeah, great.
1: Um, we could, we could do one about um, your opinions on how eggs become hard on the outside, and we could call it "The Walking Dead Wrong." Yeah, um, yeah. Do you think that's a good opinion? That's a good idea.
2: Yep. Um, uh, has anyone done a zombie film where the zombies are smarter than us and and less decomposing? All right. So what happens is something happens where it reanimates mm. the dead and it makes them super hot and really smart, yeah. okay? And they're just yeah. better than us. You know, they're yeah, not trying to attack but us it is in a, any way. it still
1: is like a disease that's getting around. Oh, it's a disease, like yeah. <laughs> it's a disease and you catch it and then you get hot <laughs> and you get really frisky. Yeah. And but you get really intelligent, mm. yeah. And just just better. People start getting pro- promoted. Mm-hmm. They start getting promotions. Mm. They start meeting sales targets and and exceeding them.
2: Yeah, KPIs are just being falling like dominoes. Um, what and then and then what would? occur. How do would we Would you
1: start would would we start shooting them or
2: Yeah, well I think obviously I mean do the, they the still the masses... do they still bite us? Do they I don't know if they bite us. But the masses, everyone else who isn't one of these things would be really resentful yeah. and really angry about them and would probably want to Yeah, either either kill them or or sort of lock them up, quarantine them somehow. But you can imagine that businesses, big businesses, would be like, would see dollar signs, and they'd be like, "Well, we can have these really effective, really hot employees. Um, that's going to be great for Who our bottom smart. line." Yeah, really smart. Who are
1: smart and, and help move our, you know, we could get them spitball and see if they could move exactly spitball our, our business along. Yeah, and uh,
2: and and so they're going to try and, um, you know. Uh, influence government policy or something to allow them to, to keep these these super super beasts on the payroll, or they're going to try and hide them and pass them off as just regular Joe's, even though we all know that they're too hot and too smart to possibly be one of us. I think a sort of a, a thing where where we start you start getting really suspicious and paranoid about hot smart people and you have like a kind of a, like a witch hunt against them would be pretty interesting yeah
1: um it, what kind of witch hunt what, what, what are we accusing them of of this big being zombies yeah of some being
2: sort? being zombies of some sort so the you know there'd be some people I guess who are legitimately just really hot and smart and they would get caught up in this um great uh, clash like great purge that we're trying to have
1: well the yeah well the question is you know if if people are getting vastly improved mm. over a short period of time but it's still you know a disease or whatever mm. you know are we do we see it as a problem
2: um do do we see it as a problem well i think
1: should we treat it as a problem
2: i think i think that i guess i was suggesting that people would would because of from jealousy but then, or would we just all go and try and catch the disease? Is that what you are saying? And Maybe, and it would be you know, uh, it would be better for
1: everyone. Well, at some point we got to give in. But if, but but I guess we don't know the long term effects. Mm, you are right, and and you I, know, and that's what
2: I think. We'd be we'd, there'd know, be people who'd be asserting that they're not they're not human because it's you know
1: yeah, but I you know I don't really care if something's not human. i you know. I don't have some allegiance to humans.
2: Yeah, you're Just gonna they're when the when the aliens come, Alistair, You're gonna be yeah. You're gonna you're gonna flip like that. You're gonna be on
1: their side. Well, <laughs> well, I'll, my allegiance is with whoever has the better offer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I gotta say, humans aren't offering that much.
2: Yeah, you're open to. Um, yeah, to, to, to whatever. You know, I'll I'll see what I'll see what they have to say. See what's well, on the table. Know,
1: like what what are they here for? You know, mm. a good negotiator. Yeah. It's gotta keep an open mind.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you could you could be lucky, you could be headhunted. Be that uh,
1: doesn't sound like a good thing.
2: I, I think I think that could be how um how the aliens do it, right? They'll, they'll come down and they'll say, like when a, when a, you know, there's a, there's a hostile takeover a compa- of a company. They'll come down and they say, yeah. Hey, look, we really love what you're doing here. We're looking to keep a lot of people on. Look, you know, we want to keep as many of you on as possible. So, um, we're going to be having meetings with everybody. We're going to learn about what you do and, um, you know, what you bring to the company and then, um, you know, we'll we'll have to make some tough decisions, obviously, but we're really keen to keep what it is that makes humanity so you know, that that, that essence of what it is that makes humanity so great, so
1: And yeah you know, your civilization function. Yeah,
2: yeah. We, we we wanna keep we wanna keep that. We wanna be true to that. So when we go on into the future as um, you know, uh a Zambore slash human, humaniton uh ink. Um, we want that humanity bit of that to to really be front and centre and leading us. And then they do all their um they do all their workplace reviews and uh yeah, then and then we all turn against each other and point out all the people that we think haven't been working. And we a lot of us get um get killed, I guess. Get told killed. to clear out yeah, our good. clear out our desks and our and everything else and then we get shot into just the sun
1: instead sort of your torso cavity i mean that would be so energy intensive to shoot you into the sun
2: mm, well they got they got they got things
1: couldn't they, they got alien couldn't technology they,
2: just, they got catapults
1: Well, oh, they couldn't <laughs> they got alien catapults yeah um, um i think I mean, you'd just drop them a drop, drop us into a volcano you'd probably make a, a just a just a recycling volcano you're
2: right of course you're right I think um uh a workplace review alien invasion Alistair I actually think yep. that is something I think you know at least you know that's a short film because I think it would be really interesting to see <laughs> the aliens asking us cuz you know it, it it then becomes a bit like that you know the the mythical judgment that you would receive in heaven or you know in the gods in yeah. um Egypt where you go and you have your heart weighed against a feather But this is like, well, you you know, you you can stay on Earth, but we just need you to justify, um, you know, why we're keeping you on, and
1: so they're all capitalists.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're all those. Um. What do you call those guys? The job that um Richard Gere had in Pretty Woman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. Well, essentially, they're coming and they're flipping planets. Yes. They're kind of seeing how they can sort of just grab up just a dodgy old planet yeah. and see how they can sort of rejuvenate it and make it profitable.
2: Yeah, make it look good, strip it for assets, obviously, give yeah. it a coat of paint, and and then mm-hmm. you know then they see, kill and then sell it off. They kill ninety percent of the population, leave just behind the the hot, effective people, and then that's mm. a real sellable proposition. That planet. That's going to be, they're going to be able to put that on the market for a, a good amount, the planet market.
1: But imagine, yeah, imagine if they came and they they killed everybody that wasn't attractive to aliens. Mm. Yeah. You know, but but they have different look schemes. So all these, like, all these sort of modeling agencies put their people forward for survival. Mm. And the, every single one gets killed. And they go, oh, bummer. That's it. and then it turns out it's um what it's, Ow. You know, some <laughs> what? some interesting quirk i don't know redheads yeah
2: you know. oh the non conventionally attractive
1: well that's not it that doesn't mean that they're not conventionally attractive it just means it's uh it's just you know not not what everybody would have expected at first
2: yeah no you're right
1: but it was probably with some quirk on like you know they've got very warm vision and they you know reds are complimented. mm you know, or you know, or maybe something like
2: they that. they love pimples.
1: Andy, I'm gonna take us through. Uh, no, I gotta. We're up to the three words from a listener. Oh, I don't know if you know that. we've got listeners. I uh, am aware. There's a chance that we've done. There's a chance we've done this one uh, at one point. I'm not sure now, but I didn't feel like we had. And this is from one of the members of our Discord. <gasps> Uh, Thomas Ambrose, who has, uh, I think, it was one of the pioneers in starting it, possibly the pioneer in starting the Discord. Uh, link link in the show notes. Mm. Uh, Thomas Ambrose. So thank you, Thomas, um, for everything that you, you do. Thank you, Thomas. Um, thank you. Thomas sent in three words. Andy, do you want to guess what one of those words is? Uh huh. Uh
2: huh. Kleptomania.
1: No idea. Mm. The word is Andy.
2: Oh, okay Andy um, uh, Okay I'm going to guess that the next word is guess Uh,
1: I'm sorry, the answer is guesses No, no (laughs) Yeah, Andy, I'm sorry, you said guess But the answer (laughs) is guesses
2: (laughs) No Andy guesses. Okay, the last word is going to be wrong.
1: I'm sorry, Andy. The answer is correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Andy guesses correctly.
2: Now, I hope we haven't done these before because I feel like I tapped into something there, you know, like a. Yeah. I was. I really there's, felt like I was close to peak. Look, there's a chance. There's a
1: chance we've done it. I don't know now, I'm, but but I mean, to guess correctly, mm. in a way, you guessed correctly. You you did the act of guessing. Mm. You did that really well. Thank
2: you. Yeah. I mean, you know, in a way, it probably wasn't guessing in its purest form because it was a little bit of the educated guess. You know, but I don't know on... if. Uh,
1: if any guess can be a purely random guess, because every guess uses words. You're right. Right.
2: You're right. So it's already narrowed down hugely. You're
1: already narrowing it yeah. into the into the category of somewhere within language.
2: Well, or yeah, every guess, even guesses that don't involve language involve some form of communication. You know, and Exactly.
1: So every guess is a guesstimate. Mm. Yeah. Because you are you're putting boundaries on it. Mm-hmm. You're making, you're making estimations. Um, you think, well, this will probably be something within the world. You're right. You know, you used English when you guessed, Andy.
2: Yeah, it'll be a concept that For already th- exists. You know, even by it's guessing, you know, I assume that it's something that is capable of being guessed. That's already so uh, uh, a, a massively narrowed down. Uh, from the scope of all possibilities, because there are so many things that haven't yet been conceived of. That's right. More
1: things than already exist. Anyway, yes. Essentially, I think what we're proving here, Andy, is that every guess is a correct guess. Mm, Thanks. Because a guess can't be wrong as long as it is you saying something.
2: Is there a... (laughs) Is there any reason to have a, a test, right? You know how some people, some WAGs, would uh, comically refer to a multiple-choice exam as a multiple-guess exam, right? Uh, have you ever sure. have you heard this? I feel like that's a thing that I've heard people say. But, you know, is there any reason why you would have a, a test where there is no assumed knowledge, and you're not actually even testing anything that you've taught people, but you are just maybe purely a... asking people to guess.
1: I think what about an aptitude test? Is that what that is?
2: Um Yeah, maybe, but I, I guess I guess that I'm looking for something where it is it is assumed that everybody will be guessing every single question, that nobody has so any idea guess. what the answer is. It's a guessing test. It's a guess test. It's a guess test. It's a guess test. <laughs> yeah, and okay.
1: So wait, I'm gonna write down guess test because it already feels like something. Mm, but
2: I want to know why the why you would have that. Like, why is it yeah. worth getting
1: people just to guess to, to test whether or not somebody can guess?
2: I mean, maybe there are people who are just better at better at guessing.
1: Well, I mean, I guess with guessing, it's it's a measurement. Of reading speed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Answering speed. (laughs) Um, You know, because suddenly if you just had, it's an endless guess test. mm. Right. And basically, I mean, there isn't, the only end is that there's a timer. Right. But there's actually no limit to the (laughs) question.
2: What, okay. What if, what, sorry to put this out there, but what if there are no questions? Right. So what if every, every, so it's like, Number one, right? And then it's just A, B, C, D, E, right? And you just have to sure. guess which one it's going to be,
1: which one is yeah, correct. And then it says number, yeah. And then it's number two, and it's just a line with a, with a full stop after it.
2: Yeah. And you got to write something down?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and... and so in a way, it is, it is a test of the creative mind of what, but I mean, you're still kind of guessing what somebody might ask you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then on the then the third question, it's got just a drawing of a, of a dog, mm. and and it's got different bits are labelled, right? <laughs> and yeah, then you just got to guess. You just got to guess what those bits are called. Now that t- no no, no all, the, all the all no no all the bits are already labelled with their names,
2: right? And, and and so you just you just guess.
1: You just guess.
2: Mm, guess by, by circling one of the labels, or
1: feels like a good guess, Andy.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what you've just done is guess. <laughs> All right. You know, and then maybe the fourth one is. Uh... Every
2: time we come up with a stupid thing like this, I, I worry that that's just what we've done with the pop test. That that's what the pop test is—just asking people they could have no things they could have no hope of ever answering—and then we just see just see what they say.
1: Yeah, but that's fine. Great, <laughs> you give them a context in which they can say something dumb. Mm,
2: but I think I think what I, with the guest test, um, which is going to be our new show, we're going to be pitching to the ABC. There is no context. Even within which to say something done, dumb. There's just an empty space that needs to be filled.
1: Yeah, or you know, maybe you do give them a circle and uh, that's that's you know quartered. Yeah, a quartered circle, Mm -hmm. and then you just see what they do.
2: Yeah, but there are correct answers as well, by the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's correct answers.
2: (laughs) It wouldn't be a test otherwise.
1: so, so what they're guessing is what the question is, mm. and then what the answer to that question would be.
2: Great, yeah. I think just guessing answers is 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 done. But, but I they, mean, in a
1: way, they're, they're yeah, they're not necessarily guessing what the answer would be. They, if they know what the question is, then it could lead to a very certain answer.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, you know. But unless they guess the question is something that they don't know the answer to mm. then they'll guess what the answer is
2: um you know what I... So
1: let's say they go well what is the capital of Venezuela mm. then they go well I don't know that so I'll have to guess I don't know uh, Montevideo <laughs> I
2: think you're right though mm. which of course is I don't think so no m- translates as um see the mountain Really yeah i believe so
1: but then if they guessed something like, what is your name? Then they go, oh, Alistair George William Tromley Virgin." Mm. I don't have to guess. I know. Yeah,
2: so you got the answer right, but the question was wrong, unfortunately. So Well, you
1: got the question. You got the answer right to the question that you guessed. Yeah, but, that but if that but... wasn't
2: the right question that you guessed, God, imagine mm. if you were listening to this right now. <laughs> How awful this would be for people. <laughs>
1: I mean, Andy, I think that this is what we are people know that we provide. Yeah, I know.
2: I know. I know. But sometimes <laughs>
1: They want us they want arguments about eggs. Sometimes they I have want, a
2: moment of clarity and I just
1: <laughs> Oh, don't think of it as clarity. <laughs> um Maybe I think Yeah, Maybe it's I, the first time you're see, you're seeing through the fuzzy eyes of uncertainty,
2: I think a uh, guest test is the uh, is the final uh, sketch.
1: Is the final sketch? Thank mm. you, Thomas Ambrose.
2: Thank you, Thomas. Uh, um, do you want to take I mean, us wait, through? Wait, wait, we just
1: need to see. Wait, wait, we just need one last thing. What would be the context in which you would do a guest test?
2: Well, I think th- I mean it's almost like you're testing for people's some sort of innate almost magical ability to guess things correctly.
1: I know, but we're not testing for magic.
2: All right. Psychic? That's different. That's very different to magic.
1: No, psychic is magic.
2: Well, maybe then we're testing people to write tests for other people because when you write tests for people, you have to come Mm. up with questions, and they have to be the right questions. And so this is how we find those people: is by asking them, testing them to see whether they can guess the questions. And then once we've got people who can guess questions correctly, then it's a lot easier to write the tests for everybody else because we just get the, our guesses in, and they guess all the questions. We write those down, and we're done. You know, otherwise it, so, it, it could take so, ages. So we're
1: actually just we're just making a quiz show. Mm. We're just making a quiz yeah. show, and we just needed people to write us some questions yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so we created this really elaborate. That's right. Um, this is probably how a how cu- curriculum is written.
2: But but this one has an e- element of magic and psychics.
1: Well, I don't know about that.
2: No, I know I know, <laughs> I know you don't know about that, Alistair. That's why I said it. Me, I,
1: was, <laughs> I love it. I love it, Andy. I'm going to take us through the sketch ideas. I'm really intrigued. We've got catapult diet, Mm. which don't think of it as buying a catapult. Think of it as a lifestyle change. It's just, you know, so it's like that, you are not changing what you eat, you're changing the mode in which it is delivered. So the way in which you eat it dictates how much you're going to be able to eat and the amount of exercise you get done while you're eating it.
2: And our slogan is, I can eat any fling I want. And it's... (laughs) Uh, we, we get people to, in the ads to say it quickly so they can't hear that you're actually saying any fling. They think you're saying You anything. can eat any fling you want. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the great thing about this diet is that you can eat any fling you want. Yeah.
2: That sounds amazing. That sounds too good to be true. I'm on board.
1: <laughs> you could eat pizza all day if you want.
2: Mm. Yeah. Uh, you can try.
1: No. <laughs> Uh, and then we got full meal seagull. Mm. It's the discovery that a, a seagull is actually an entire meal, including the plate, uh, including maybe even the legs. You know, sure they could also be used as cut- cutlery, but they could also be used to turn your plate into a table. You know. Uh, then we got how eggs get hard. Debate. I don't know. If it's like hundred <laughs> percent a sketch, but, but it, I feel like there's something in it. was in the that.
2: most. It was. It was a moment that we really came alive. So yeah, that's. It's got. That means it's something. Yeah. And
1: then we've got soft, kind zombies that we want to kill, except for the people who want to protect their families. I mean, um, I. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Have
2: we talked about a world in which science does, doesn't exist and all those things are settled via debate, and so. You know that facts that would otherwise be determined by scientific inquiry are settled via via debate, like we were just having, if we if you can call it that. I mean, argument. That's
1: what that's what Socratic, the Socratic method was, isn't it? (laughs) I guess so. How insane (laughs) is it that he thought that that was in any way good?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe. Part of the Socratic method is that you're asking people questions, and you know maybe in their answers they have some sort of facts that can be de- they've they've gathered via. I know, some... but
1: how easy it is for one person to just have a thought that is like, "Well, this is not possible," but therefore this is not possible. Yeah, and they can just do that with an incorrect th- thought that both people don't know is incorrect. Yeah,
2: it's in, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> and it, it would have been and a great time for bullshitters right. like us.
1: Oh man, we would have done so well. The golden age or of we bullshit. Could have been, oh, we could have had some some Roman swords plunged into our bellies. <laughs> I don't know if Romans were there in ancient Greece, but
2: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I wonder. I think that's what. I think he might have been pre-Roman, the... Socrates. Pre-Rome, maybe. I don't
1: know. Yeah. No, he was. It was ancient Greeks. It was like, yeah. I don't know. I can't remember when Rome arrived. Anyway, write in. Let us know. Yeah. On the Discord. Uh, and we got hot zombies. <laughs> That's a virus that goes around, makes people hot and smart and stuff like that. Uh, but they are zombies. They're a type of zombie. Yeah. In that
2: They're technically dead, that maybe it, even.
1: Maybe even dead. Yeah. But better.
2: mm and hotter.
1: The only maybe the only way in which they're different is that they can no longer breed. Mm. Except by biting other people. Well, they don't breed them, but they can turn people hot and smart.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting become... type of breeding, isn't it? Where you bite somebody and then like mm. some of your DNA goes into their body and then they're like half your DNA, half their DNA, which is kind of yeah, a bit like cool. Yeah. And they look a bit more yeah, like then you, you then. They look like one of your kids, basically.
1: A little bit more like one of your kids. Mm. Then we got Workplace Review Alien Invasion. I think that feels like it's actually the the most proper sketch one that that you came up with. And then we got The Guest Test. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This was a real something of an episode. Yeah. Anyway... (laughs)
2: thank you everybody my god it was good of you to listen to this I hope you achieved some some you know uh some deviant oh, yeah. deviation from your um Normal level of whatever that you experience, and that this, yeah, me too. you know, in some way, took you out of the everyday.
1: That's that's all we hope for.
2: Yeah, and uh, you can um, uh, you can find us in all the places where you find us. Uh, Stupid old Andy on Twitter is me. Alastair TB on Twitter is him. We are, too, in Tank on Twitter. And then, you know, all the links down below. You can buy tickets to Teleport. You can um, watch Magma on SOS Presents. You can get on board with the Discord. And you can support the Pop Test wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Thank you very much. Take care of yourselves and each other.
2: And you, too, Alistair. We
1: we love love you. you.